Hello guys and welcome to the Team Evolve podcast. This is episode two and we are so excited to bring you today's topic on all of the excuses that we have. Dee and I both, we're going to talk about our own excuses that prevent us from reaching our fat loss, weight loss, fitness goals. So Dee, what do you think? So I'm curious because you've lived with me. We've lived together for over four years now. And you've seen me go through some roller coasters in my own fitness journey. And just from an outsider perspective, I want to know what do you think? I mean, you can make a total guess because I know we don't, I don't really talk about it. But what do you think has been my biggest obstacles when I feel like I'm struggling to reach my fitness goals. Hey, welcome, Fit Fan. Um, I think your biggest obstacles have been nutrition, uh, follow through, and mindset. Okay, so not, not exactly in that order. Probably mindset, nutrition, follow through. Okay. That's I and I would totally agree, but I would like to get deeper into what, especially mindset. Like, what does that mean to you? Well, mindset means everything is your mindset. Mindset is when you go there in the mind, when you become something, and when you start seeing things in a certain way, when you perceive the world in a way that's you know where you're winning and you're a conqueror and you're 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 strong and you can do anything you want to do. Once you go there in the mind and you become that, your body will follow along and your body will actually become what the mind sees. Okay, so what do you think has been my biggest mindset hurdle that I've had to overcome? Perception. Elaborate. Well, not thoughts. Continuous thoughts become beliefs. So not thinking and believing that you are the person that is fit, is amazing, is gorgeous, is beautiful, is incredible, and you can do anything you want to do. I love that. I would agree. I think a big thing that, I mean, I think he's probably talking, I think you're probably talking more about my mindset and just life in general of like, because D, since we've been together, D has always told me that I've been capable of amazing things. And he's always believed in my capacity to do greatness in this world and like what I can achieve. And I go through periods where sometimes I'm like, yes, I can. I have so many gifts. I'm so passionate. I want to share this with the world. And then other periods of my life where I feel insecure and I just focus on like all the negative things about me. And that's something that I've always struggled with. But in terms of like the context of fat loss goals, weight loss goals. I know for me, my biggest mindset struggle has been, I'm a very emotional person. Oh, we both know that. I'm very sensitive. And because I'm sensitive, I feel a lot of emotions, specifically negative emotions, worry, anxiety, stress, um, depression, insecurity. And for most of my life, how I handled dealing with those emotions has been food and alcohol because food and alcohol changes our physiological state. And when we are feeling those negative emotions, 
we want to change our physiological state, right? Like that's why we drink on the weekends after a stressful work week because we want to change our, our state where we would go from stress to now relaxed, happy, joyful, fun, no cares in the world. Like that's why we like drinking, right? It changes our physiological state. And so I have conditioned my mind and my body to associate food and alcohol with changing my physiological state when I feel negative. And so that has genuinely been my biggest hurdle is not wanting to give that crutch up because when I go through those negative periods, that's how I have coped with those emotions in the past. That's how I know how to cope. It's so easy to get. You just go to the grocery store and you get your, mm-hmm. you get, you can get all the food in the world. Like Walmart or Winco is right next to us. We can literally grab the most delicious fatty sugar foods that make you feel good. Yeah. And in an instant, I can get a bottle of wine down that and just like relax. Like it's so easy. It doesn't require work. Like having to go to the gym and go on a walk, like those things require effort. Whereas putting things in your mouth, easy, easy. So I know for me, that has by far been my biggest struggle of like, I want to reach my fitness goals, but I don't want to give up my emotional crutches. You know what I mean? So I think for me, like learning how to, and you've helped me with this so much, but learning how to deal with my emotions and change my mindset so that I really don't even experience those negative emotions anymore because it all starts with the mind. Thoughts lead to emotions, right? So really changing the thoughts that I have on a consistent basis so that I don't even have those emotions so then I don't even need the crutch to fix the emotional problems. Like that has genuinely been the biggest blessing and lessons that you've taught me that have changed my life so that's like a that's a starter into you know my personal biggest struggle with reaching those weight loss goals wonderful i love how you began by asking me what i thought your biggest hurdles were now i'm going to return the ball (laughs) fair enough what do you think my biggest hurdles were to transform me and becoming um, a better me so um, for those who don't know, he is 49 years old, does not look like it. I know he looks like he's 30, but he's 49 years old. And if you've ever heard of the saying, like, an old dog doesn't <laughs> learn new tricks or something like that, or like, I mean, if you've had a parent or if you met someone who's older, who's like very stubborn in their ways because they've gone through life, they've had a lot of experiences and they think they know everything. They think they know what works for them because they've tried so many things. That is what I think is your problem. I think you... Which there is a level of truth to that. I think that you have found a a good system that works for you and things that don't. But I think it also closes you off to when you hear anything new of like, try this with your diet or try this with your workouts. It's like, no, I know it works for me. I know, like I've done this for 20 years. Like this makes me feel good. Why would I change it? Because changing things is, is it requires an extra level of effort. So I understand like, you don't want to change something unless you genuinely see the benefit. And if you already are happy with what you're doing, why would you change it? Yeah. So that's what I think your biggest obstacle is, is you have good results, but I think you could have great results if you changed X, Y, Z, but you're, you're content with good. And I think only recently have you been open to, okay, maybe I don't know everything. Like maybe I should step out of my comfort zone, try new things. Um, I think especially because, 
doing the same routine, like mm -hmm. maybe you were bored. Right. So you're like, uh, uh, why not switch it up? Like for fun. Yeah. Right. So that's well, my answer. I, I also, I, you're, you're very accurate. I love how you never tried to push me and make me do something or be something that I didn't want to be. You just model the behavior and by you modeling the behavior and being that person, being consistent in that every day, me watching you, I started to do it, started to slowly merge with some of your behavior. So not only have I taught you stuff, you've taught me just as much. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> I love that. One of the things that D started doing while we were together is like I, so I track my food, I track my macros, I track my calories in my fitness pal consistently every day, like even when we're traveling. Yeah. And I've been doing that since we've been together. And again, only recently has he started um, getting into the habit of tracking. But now, because I do it so yeah. consistent, I do like there's not a meal that I don't track. I'm very consistent with it. I'm very good with consistency. And he's Honestly, I think you're better <laughs> at tracking than I am now too. Like, like I'm, I, I will have times where I'm like lax on tracking, but D he's like, I need a food scale. I need to measure this now. Like I need to put it in. And then after we eat, he's like on his, my fitness pal, like checking the macros, checking the, just checking like all of his numbers. And like, he's so interested in it. Yeah. And I know you've said that you're a numbers guy, yeah. <laughs> but like I'll log it and then and leave. Um, but you're so into it. But to be fair, I've been doing this a lot longer. So in the beginning, I was a lot more like fascinated. But I think probably because it's newer to you, yeah, you're like that's fun. Yeah, and it's great knowing. It's great to know what's actually going in your body. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because that. Uh, because your old like your approach to nutrition for most of your life has been very simple. Right. And I think it'd be interesting if you talked about like what your principles are. Specifically, I'd love you to talk about how in the hood oh. <laughs> um you guys were like yeah. just starve a little. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like I love that story, so please talk about it. So basically I grew up um we didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> so we ate very little. We had Versus basically one serving, and after the one serving, that was just it. I usually had to split a steak with five other people every time. Um, so we had very, very, very small portions. So when I became adult, an adult, it became very easy for me to get used to small portions. So my regimen was to just eat until I was satisfied, small amounts throughout the day. And that actually was a great way of me staying lean, eating what I want all the time when I was younger. Yeah, it's 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 a definitely a different situation when you grow up in poverty where like you like I know you said your mom if you grabbed seconds in the fridge like that was not allowed. Like you had a you had a certain of uh, this amount of food for each kid and that's it. That's all you get. Like after that you you going to go to bed, bed hungry, right? Yeah, I would take a beating if I opened the refrigerator and it wasn't time to eat or to give my mother something to cook something. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy whereas from my um in my family if you're asian at all like you understand the culture where everyone's like finish your plate eat more have a second serving like you're too skinny oh now you're too fat no you're too skinny but like i remember you know what my brother told me the story where i guess when he was younger like our mom would make you finish the plate so what he would do he was finish the or he would eat but he would be so full that he couldn't finish so he would throw up and then come back and finish the food just so that he could finish his plate. I think that's I, I think that story is truthful. 
Either I made that up in a dream, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he said that. If you're watching this brother and I'm wrong, I apologize, but I swear you told me that story. But I totally believe it because I know my brother, he struggled with his weight when he was younger. And my mom always, 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 always told us, finish your plate. There are starving, there are, <laughs> there are starving kids in Africa. Yeah. Don't waste your food. There are starving kids in the hood. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think she meant Compton. Yeah. <laughs> but it's enough. Yeah. It, it, brothers and sisters, yeah. Going to that little, I like what you said about you're talking about your brother. So just talking about my brothers and sisters, we used to pray with our eyes open because we didn't want anybody to take any food off our plate. It was for real. That's so. <laughs> I love that story. That's so funny. So if you don't know exactly what he's talking about, because the first time he told me, because we didn't, we didn't, uh, I didn't come from a religious family, so we didn't pray before food. But so I didn't really know what he was talking about. So like before you eat, like they bless your, you bless, someone blesses the food. Yeah. And so you, you all hold hands and um, you close your eyes and then the person blesses the food. Well, I guess when D was younger, yeah. you close your eyes and then one of his brothers would take food off of his plate. <laughs> and so that's why yeah, he blessed yeah. with one eye open, right? I returned the favor too. I would get some plates too when eyes were closed. So yeah, that's the way it went. <laughs> Dude, that is so... <laughs> How long are these blessings where you can... Like, are they like several minutes long? Uh, no, they're not that long. Uh, they're probably less than a minute. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy to me. Yeah. That's so but, but crazy. But real talk, we 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 were hungry and and yeah, we had food. We had we had no meal and we had oatmeal. And yeah, life was different back then. <laughs> yeah, like in my household, we had all the snacks we wanted. My my the fridge was stocked, the pantry was stocked, there was like ten different ice cream flavors in the freezer, so we definitely came from very different backgrounds, but mm -hmm. I will say that mm -hmm. I think it shows in our eating habits too, where you're so good at portion control. Like he's so good at eating a small amount of something and then yeah. being a little hungry and just being okay. I think yeah. because he's so used to being hungry. Whereas for me, it's like food was always abundant and it was the mindset was really never waste food, eat as much as you want. Like, and, and that also, I, again, I think that also shows in my habits where like I have the tendency or I used to have a tendency to really overeat and like just always stock my pantry with as much food as possible. Whereas he's like very minimal, you're very minimalist in yeah. your food choices when you go grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just interesting that our, our habits kind of illustrate our childhood. Yes. You know what I mean? Wow. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I'm sure that's true for a lot of our habits, but definitely with our eating habits, I noticed for sure. Um, but yeah, so I know like for me and Dee, we've had our own obstacles and excuses and reasons why we never, or we struggle to reach our fitness goals in the past. Um, and I'm curious, you know, you've been coaching with me, what, for two to three years now? Yes. That we've been coaching together. And I'm curious what, if you can identify a common theme or obstacle or excuse that you've noticed in in people you've worked with like yeah. is there a common excuse that people have or use that prevent them from doing what they need to do to reach their fitness goals yes uh, a lack of motivation a lack of support and a lack of energy i think are some of the main things um that revolve around 
mindset. Okay. Um, our dogs just started howling. <laughs> we have four Rottweilers. They just started howling. So if you can hear that, just ignore it yeah, because yeah. We're, we're not going to edit this video. Yeah. Another thing is uh, fear. So la lack of yes. support, yes. lack of motivation, yes. lack of energy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All revolving around mindset of not believing that they can do it. They can, they can transform. They can be better. They can do better. They can look better. Uh, they can accomplish whatever it is they want to do. Like I said, once you go there in the mind, you go there in the body. Okay, so do you feel like they they say lack of motivation, lack of support, lack yeah. of energy, whatever, yeah. but really it sounds like yeah. what you think is they don't believe they can reach their goals and ultimately that is why they have all these other excuses. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, when you believe me, you know you can do something, you just go do it. Like you don't have a reason why you can't get up and go to the bathroom. When you know you when you have to go to the restroom, you get up and go because you know you can go take a couple steps and you're at the restroom. I think about that. I love that. You just know you can do it. You go do it. You don't start saying I don't have no energy. You know I need support. I need motivation to go pee. You know you don't. There's a, there's a lot of things that come up. You know. Yes, I totally agree. Like ultimately, it's that people don't. You think that people don't believe themselves, and that's really why they have these excuses, yeah. right? Yeah. So. My question for you is, how do you get someone to believe that they can do it when they have, for example, they've been overweight their whole life. They've used food and alcohol as a crutch just like I did their whole life. They have never been someone who has been consistent with working out for longer than a week. How do you get somebody, like, and this is a question I genuinely have, how do you get someone to believe that they can achieve their goals when their entire life says, I'm a lazy, fat person? Yeah. Sometimes you have to, I do understand that. Uh, we've all been there in some way. Sometimes you have to create a strong enough, for me, I created a strong enough why that allowed me to go through anything, to run through walls, to, to get to wherever I want to go, no matter what happens, whatever, no matter what comes up. You got to create, I created a why that inspired me and empowered me just to push through all things. An example is like one of my whys is I want to live a long, incredible life. I want to be a great grandfather, playing my kids, healthy and happy. And I want to have vitality. I want to feel great at all times when I'm 30 years from now, 40 years from now. People my, in my family right now, my age, they don't look so good. They're, they got like, there's cancer going on, there's death, there's um, there's diabetes, there's uh, 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 heart attack strokes. I don't want that. Okay, can I interject? Go. You've been fit your whole life. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the fitness, like for me, when I hear you say that, I'm like, okay, but you've like never really struggled with your weight. Like that's never really been something that has been an issue for you. So what I want to know is, like, okay, I think this would be a good, good example. Um, and hopefully you're comfortable talking about this, but like you were not good in school. Okay. Maybe, I think that's something you can relate to where it's like your intelligence and your ability to learn was something that your past told you. I'm not good at this. Everyone's telling me mm -hmm. I can't read. I'm not smart. Like, so when all the evidence points to I'm not smart, yet you have been able 
throughout all your life of being an entrepreneur and just doing so many things like starting your own businesses and franchises and doing things that require a level of intelligence, I, I'm assuming that you had a level of self-doubt to do all these things. Like your environment told you, no, you're going to be a janitor, a bus driver. You're going to do like nine to five because you're not smart enough to, to build a business and be an entrepreneur. And we can go that into that story a whole nother, a whole nother podcast. But like D has built several businesses, several construction, real estate, franchises, like very, very successful that again, require a level of intelligence. But again, your childhood said you're stupid. And I, you know, I will say even to this day, I feel like I sometimes see those limiting beliefs creep up in you because you always say like, I'm like, you point out that I'm smart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like it, it makes me think that you don't think you're smart because you emphasize how smart I am. So like, how do you combat those beliefs when they come up? Because clearly you've been able to break through them because of everything you've done. But when that self, like that limiting self talk comes up, what did you do? You brought up some very, very good stuff. I fought for everything I had. Uh, you mentioned the self-doubt. There was a lot of self-doubt coming up. A lot of people told me I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't going to be anything. From teachers to people that I love, um, to mentors, to even um, one of my parents told me that I wasn't going to be anything, and I couldn't do it. It's um, I remember it very clearly. And... All the people that told me that I could not do it and I wasn't going to be anything, um, that motivated me. That gave me fire. It gave me some. It put something inside of me. It was actually better than telling me that I could do something. Telling me I can't do something, I can't have something, makes me go after it even more just to prove myself. Um, so, some of the things that you know, working out made me just more stronger and more confident. You know, there's a, I actually started working out because. Uh, one of my parents was uh, in an abusive relationship and I wanted to support that parent and I wanted to make sure that no one ever hit my mom ever again. Um, from there, I, I, I worked out as much as I can. I went into mar mixed martial arts and became better. So mixed martial arts and working out gave me more confidence and actually made me stronger and made me believe in myself. Uh, from there, you know, one thing rolls to another. I got started, maybe, was the, was the main thing in the beginning. Once you get started, um, momentum starts to, momentum jumps on your side and helps you push through many things in life. And once I started being successful in one thing in life, um, success breeds more success. Confidence breeds more uh, confidence. There's a, there's a confidence confidence loop. When, when, you, when you hit one, it gives you the other. And it gets kept going over and over and over. And before you know it, I was so successful in so many areas of my life that I believed that anything was possible. And at some point, it went beyond belief where I knew. And now I'm at a point that I know that if you just keep doing something and you just keep taking micro action towards something every day, you will get what you're after. So to recap, it sounds like basically you started, like you had self-doubt, but you started anyways because your motivation was to prove the people who didn't believe in you wrong. And I like what you said about yes. you need, you had a strong why. I think that yeah. now you say your why is to live a long, healthy life. But I think your why when it was hard yeah. was to prove everyone who doubted you wrong. Yes. And honestly, I, if I had to guess, I bet that why drove you a lot harder than, oh, I want to like 
have a vi- have vitality. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like those are like pretty words. Yeah. But to prove a son of a bitch wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who says <laughs> you can't do it? Like, yeah. I think that lights a stronger fire in you. Yeah. That yeah. you think about every day. Yeah. You that, know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That one made me run through anything that came up. And when you're tired and you're sleepy and you have nothing else in you, and someone tells you that someone you love is a block away and they're going to be killed in a second, uh, if you haven't slept for four days, you will get to that person. You will wake up and forget about all the sleep you did not get. So it was that type of fire is what I felt um, in the beginning that got me all the way to where I am today. So basically, you really just had to start and even though the self-doubt was there, yeah. the the desire and the drive to prove everybody wrong was stronger yeah. than your insecurity. And I think that is so, I genuinely think that's how you overcome any excuse is your desire for the outcome has to be stronger than your insecurity and fears because your insecurity and fears are always going to be there. Yeah. Like it's th- yeah. like starting this podcast, right? Like my drive to want yeah. to put out as good of a content as possible has to be stronger than my insecurity of looking stupid, yes. of not wanting to set up this whole room. <laughs> like it has yeah. to be stronger because those you're going to have those conflicting feelings. Like they're always going to be there. But again, the, the, the drive has to be stronger. And if it's not the fears and insecurities, yeah. this, the limiting beliefs will, will mess you up and, yeah. and, and take over your life. Every time. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, those beliefs are a natural, those are natural instincts protecting us. Sur- yeah. Survival. They are. Survival from looking bad, from feeling bad, from being hurt, from being uncomfortable, from doing something that may hurt us or, or, or just get us to a place to where we're uncomfortable. And yeah, <laughs> but that's where all the growth is in the valley, you know? Being able to go through the valley on your own without anyone else, ah, gosh, and then get to the top of the mountain by yourself, it just builds new muscles. It You become a, a different person. feels great. I love that. Anyone can do it. You just have to find your why, what drives you, you know, whether it's like, you know, people not supporting you like mine in the beginning <laughs> the pain the pain got so bad where i'm standing alone and i was like i gotta do something I, I want much more and i'm capable of much more and it's lonely in the beginning but gosh as you go through it so amazing the muscles you build and who you become in the process you know i think and that that reminds me of like why were me and you able to overcome our excuses? And I think ultimately it was that our desire, like your desire for change and something new and something exciting and like more muscle growth and my desire to not feel fat, to fit into my clothes, to like how I look on camera, finally became stronger than my desire to emotionally eat and and drink and your desire to stay in your comfort zone. It it was that threshold, that breaking point where – like your desires building, but like your, it has to, uh, that threshold where it's like, yeah. okay, this has, this drive, this why, this desire for this new outcome yeah. is so much stronger now. It's gone to the point where it's surpassed my desire to stay in my comfort zone that I'm willing 
to put in the additional effort to make that change in my life, no matter yeah. how painful it might be, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think ultimately, like, that is how we overcame it. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's hard is, like, everyone has a different why. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I wish, you know, if you're listening to this now and you have excuses, I wish I could be like, here's your why. <laughs> here's your passion. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I ultimately think that's genuinely what is missing. And it's it's yeah. different for everyone. So that's the hard part about yeah. Long-term change. Yeah, find out why and go. Don't be afraid of the, of the little bit of pain, a little bit of suffering. Suffering purifies the mind and body. It, it just like it's like iron sharpening the iron. You will become better. It's it's so true, and it, it it's it's why our first podcast was why finding your why is so important. And like other excuses that I hear all the time is. I don't have time. I don't want to wake up early. I can't wake up early. I'm not a morning person. I'm tired after work. I can't work out. My husband doesn't like to eat healthy. My family doesn't like to cook or eat healthy. Um, and I'm the one that cooks for them. Like all these excuses. But again, I do believe yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. if you want it bad enough, mm -hmm. you will cook your family yeah. a separate meal than yourself. Yeah. Is it inconvenient as hell? Oh my God, yeah. Is it, does it, it take extra time? Yes. Now there are smart ways where you can make it more time efficient. But again, at the end of the day, if someone is hell bent on losing a hundred pounds and they have to cook for their family and themselves, they're going to figure it out. And you know what? I actually had a client who she has a husband, two kids. Again, they don't like to eat healthy. They're picky. She said, I'm the one that cooks. So you can either eat what I'm eating or you can starve. And a lot of moms are like, oh, I can't do that. I feel bad. If you want it bad enough, you will do what you have to do. Don't feel bad that your family is getting a home-cooked meal. They're still able to eat food. Maybe it's not their favorite, but they're not starving in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like, or in the hood. It's, they, like, they're getting, a, and honestly, it's benefiting them. Like, yeah, it may not taste what they want to taste like, but you are nourishing their body with healthy, nutritious foods. So you shouldn't feel bad for that. And so it's it's a lot of yeah. guilt. And yeah, and you're you're starting to build a healthy habit that will continue, that they will take into their adulthood and be a better person. They'll feel great, be great, and do great things. And they will kick and scream at first. Like all of us, <laughs> we did. We kicked and screamed. When we had to make these changes, I don't want to make it. No, it's too hard. It's too this, too that. <laughs> Everybody kicks and screams at first when they have to make a change. But yes. long term, your family will thank you. And yeah. this, I mean, this is just one situation. This is just one example scenario of a mom who who cooks her family. Maybe she's a stay at home. She's overweight, whatever. Um, that's something I hear a lot. Um, but I think, again, even just like someone who's an entrepreneur or a nine to five a worker who, again, their, you know, their job is stressful. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a very common scenario. Their job is stressful, okay? And because their job is stressful, when they come home, they just want to relax and hang out with their significant other, watch movies. They don't want to go to the gym, right? They just want to relax, and they need a certain amount of time to decompress after work. And because of that, they go to bed late. And because they go to bed late, they don't want to wake up early to go to the gym because they're tired, and so it's like a cycle. And again, it's, it really comes down to, like, I get it. Like, we both get it. Like, when we're tired, yeah, we don't want to work out. Yeah, it's, it's very challenging. Yeah. You're tired. When you have no energy, everything suffers. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like we totally understand how hard that is. And, but again, it's like your goal of health and fitness of weight loss of whatever your goal is, it has to be stronger because you are going to have to make a change somewhere. You are going to have to switch your Netflix after work to gym after work. And it's, it's not going to be as relaxing. However, again, when your desire and your why is so strong, you actually, you may not necessarily want to do it, but you do in a sense of my goal is so important that like, I have to do this, you know? Yes. yes. Like there's, there's no option. Yeah. I think, very true. I think even for us, we, there's days where we go to the, we don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. We don't want to eat our healthy meals, but our goal is so important to us that it's, it's not an option. It's yeah. not a, it's not a question of, or like when we went to your families for Thanksgiving and Christmas, did we want to eat all the dessert and all the yummy foods? Yes. But we portion controlled. Yeah. Not because we wanted to portion yeah. tr- control, but it was like our goal is so important. We want to feel good. We want yeah. to we want to look good. We want to be fit. We want to be healthy. So it's like even though yeah. we want to eat more, that's not an option that we're willing to give ourselves. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might want to eat more, but also remember you want to live longer, happy, healthy, vitality great life feeling good all the time all the time you know that's my thing feeling good I, feeling good I, is a great feeling guys <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i feel i feel like when you run off those words vitality feel good yeah. i feel like you're like a spa yeah, commercial yeah. You know, i felt bad enough in my life i've went through enough i mean enough challenges and enough pain to appreciate and know that when you wake up and you feel good, like you are fucking winning, man. You are winning more than you know. You're healthy. You have, you know, you have, you have everything. You know, once you got a bit, you have everything. You are already winning. You know, they say every 37 seconds, someone falls off of this planet. Not you. You woke up, you're here. Take advantage of the day. Seize the moment and go out and do something. <laughs> I'm, I, I bet when I am 49, <laughs> I will agree. Because I do hear, like, I do have older female clients who finally start to value health and, and, and feeling good. But when you're in your 20s and 30s, you just want to look good. And and I know you can relate to this. Like, you just want to look, you just want to be fit. You want to look hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here it is. Yes, yes, yes. But here it is. When you feel good, you're going to look good. You cannot help but to look good when you feel good. You cannot help but to get out and do something, to go after something, to to get involved with stuff, you know, to hang out with people or just you want to get out the house and just like show up and show out everywhere you go when you feel great. You have lots of energy, so you're going to be fit. That's one of the things that come. That's one of the things that automatically comes. Big goals pull up small goals. Fitness looking great. It's like a smaller goal when your mindset is right and your energy is high. It pulls that stuff up automatically. You don't even have to focus on that anymore. Your body just does it automatically. Honestly, that that is so true. And that is actually a mindset shift that you, like, I actually, I genuinely resonate with. Yeah. And only recently have I discovered that truth of, like, if you focus on doing what makes you feel your best and most energetic, being fit and lean and healthy it really does naturally come, which is crazy. I can look at the person and tell what their thoughts are and how they feel. What, based on how they look? Yes. The way they look, 
the way they move, the way they talk, it all tells you, you know, you ever heard the song clean on the inside, clean on the outside? <laughs> There's a lot of legit to that. Once you're clean on the inside and you're feeling great on the inside, everything on the outside looks amazing. And it goes amazing. Is that that car song? Yeah, it is. I clean on the inside, clean on the outside. I <laughs> I genuinely thought ice that cream something. ice cream paint job. Yeah, the ice cream paint job. <laughs> I genuinely thought they were referring to like it was literally just clean on the inside and clean on the outside. I never like took that as a metaphor for okay. your mind, your like your mind and your body. That's hilarious. Hey, when I'm jamming to that song, that's what I'm thinking. Is yeah, that, I was like my perception of the song. That's why I love it. Dude, I so feel much. like they're yeah. referring to the fact that it's just literally like it's something about a car paint job playing but you know if we if wherever your mind is wherever you're in your life is how you relate to whatever you're hearing or whatever you're seeing that's true yeah that's a good point yeah so i want to ask you as we close our podcast if you have any parting words for our listeners or viewers um who may be struggling with their own excuses like they know their excuses but they're like they just like your excuses feel so legitimate and so real and you're just like i don't know how to overcome this so like do you have any parting words and words of wisdom that you have to simplify it i would say create a strong why that empowers you and and inspires you and then jump begin take the first step small micro steps every day 20 minute walk 15 minutes in the gym uh, 20 minutes of taking action towards whatever that goal is, wherever you're after in life. Small, small steps. That's all you need. And that'll build momentum to take you further and further to where you start to increase in that time and you'll start getting more done. That's my take on it. That's okay. what's worked for me. I My take is going to be a little bit different, which is well, similar, but a little bit more detailed on the why my advice is you already have in a you may not have a, like a super strong why but you have an idea of like why you want to get fit and healthy write those down so maybe it's like you want to look better in your clothes or you want to feel more confident great vague general but great great start from there I want you to I don't know if this is a word I used this on my accountability call yesterday I don't know if this is a word but I'm gonna make it a word I want you to dramatize the the outcome so instead of saying oh i don't like okay for example maybe one of the one of your whys is you don't want to keep gaining weight okay that's great i want you now to dramatize that as if I keep gaining weight, I'm going to be 400 pounds. I'm going to get diabetes. I'm going to lose my foot and I'm I'm going to die. And my kids, if you have kids, are not going to have a mom or a dad when they grow up. I want you to take your pain or pleasure why. So if you're driven by pain, great. If you're driven by pleasure, great. I want you to dramatize that so much that you have no choice but to go after that goal because it's when we are very general and vague like oh I want to lose five pounds no I want to look like a Victoria's Secret model I want to wear like 
I want to be able to wear any piece of clothing and have heads turn everywhere I go. I want to be able to create content for my business and have people literally stop scrolling just because I look that hot. Like if that's what you're motivated by, I want you to make it so dramatic that you're so excited and so motivated and so driven by that why. And then same thing for the pain. Yeah. That's honestly, that's what drove me in the beginning where it's like, I'm a like I'm used to being a size small, extra small. I was a large. If I don't get my shit together, if I don't stop drinking, if I don't stop emotionally eating, if I don't get my butt to the gym, I'm not going to be a large. I'm going to be a triple X large. I'm not just going to be... 30 pounds overweight. I'm about to be a hundred pounds overweight. I'm going to be so unattractive. I'm not going to be able to date. I'm not going to be able to like, I'm not going to want to put myself out there. I'm not going to be able to show up for my business. And then I'm going to be poor and then I'm going to be homeless. Like I made it so dramatic yeah. that it's like, I have to change. And I genuinely think that's what it comes down to is do you, are you wishy-washy about your why? Or are you like, girl, if you don't get your shit together, yeah. Like you are literally about to get diabetes. You are going to have a heart attack or you are going to be size 50. Like you are going to be a fucking whale. Whoa. Whatever drives you, yeah. make it dramatic. Make it so dramatic where it's like, I have to change now. Because if I don't change now, all of these good or bad things are going to happen. Again, we are all driven differently. I am very much pain driven. And so I use that to my advantage. Like I will think about, oh my God, I'm literally gonna be a whale. I'm not gonna fit, fit through doors. I'm going to X, Y, and Z. But I know a lot of people that's very discouraging and they prefer to use something that's positive. Great, make it so positive. Think about your ultimate dream life of vitality. You have energy all day. You're running around with your kids. You are getting promoted in your job. Like use, if you're motivated by pleasure, then use that. I don't think either is good, bad, right, or wrong, but know what drives you. Are you more driven by pain, guilt, shame, or are you more driven by positivity and excitement? Whatever you are driven by right now, use that to your advantage. So that. For me, like, I think that really is how you not even just find your why, because I think most people have like a gist of their why, yeah. but why they don't really act on it or resonate with it is because it's not dramatic enough. Wow. Beautiful. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm inspired. I want to go out and do something right now. <laughs> but it's... No, really. That's... That's really what... You I, need the pressure, right? I think deep inside, but we don't say, you know? Yeah. Even, even sitting here talking... I'm, I'm verbalizing certain things, but deep down inside, when we dramatize those things, which is what I do, we get out and get It is what you do. It is what I do. I yes. just don't think you know that's what yeah. you do. Yeah, it is what I do. Yeah. It, it hit home when you, everything you said, it hit home on both sides. I think that's why when people say that you can't do it, it like, yeah. you make it so dramatic yeah. where it's like, yeah. if, like, if I don't show up, yeah. they're right. I can't do these things. I am a loser. I am yeah. whatever. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's totally guilt and shame driven. But yeah. a lot of us, I'd say most of us are use that, can use that to our advantage. I can use all that pain and that pleasure you just talked about. Yeah, I think yeah. we all can. I think we yeah. absolutely can honestly use both sides and really connect with our why in a much stronger level where we take the action despite feeling scared or not wanting to, you know what I yes. mean? Yes. So... That concludes episode two. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're getting more comfortable on podcasts and I'm so excited that we're now adding the video in. Um, we did have a few hiccups along the way, so we will correct that in the future. Our camera turned off, so we're kind of switching between the iPhone and the video camera. 
Um, but that's besides the point. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us and for supporting us for being here. I know one person has listened. So if it's one person listening, thank you for joining us because we had so much fun yeah. recording. <laughs> like I'm so excited for future episodes. Yeah. It was it was awesome. So just thank you guys for being here. Do you want to yeah, leave me your parting words? Thank you for being here, everyone. And uh, have an amazing week. <laughs> have an amazing week. And we will see you guys next week for our third episode. Bye, guys. Later. <laughs>